If you ever wished you had a guide to help you navigate the complex world of online marketing with basic frameworks and basic actions, then this is the podcast you've been looking for. I'm your host and guide, Brad Parnell, with a decade plus experience working with startups to global brands. I've got insights and actions for you. I can't wait to share with you. Let's go to today's topic. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Online Marketing Simplified. This is your host, Brad Parnell. Today I've got a special guest with you, and we're going to be talking about his journey from corporate to becoming a small business owner. So whether you're in corporate and you're thinking about making the jump, or maybe you've already made the jump and you want to hear someone else's story, I'm sure you'll resonate a lot. I've got Jason Allen here in the studio with me. Welcome, Jason. Thank you very much, Brad. Awesome. So Jason, tell everyone a little bit about what you're doing now. What problem are you solving for people? And what business are you running to help solve that problem? Well, right now I am an insurance agent. Um, I own an uh, insurance agency over in Colleyville, Texas with uh, Farmers Insurance. That's great. And Jason and I have had some great conversation today and I've been so enlightened too, just on how the whole process works with quoting and all the stuff that Jason has to, to go through, I think really makes him have to be an entrepreneur that is just on the bleeding edge of you know, solving problems and helping people and, and running that small business. So how many, how many team members do you have working with you right now? Currently, we have two teammates and we have one joining us in about two weeks. That's incredible. And how long have you been a small business owner? For three and a half years. I started December of 2019, so just before the world ended with COVID. Oh my gosh, yeah. I think we all remember, it's kind of like 9-11, we all remember like that specific moment in time where everything kind of made that, that switch and change. Absolutely. So let's jump in. Um, we're talking about your journey from corporate America, which I think whenever anyone hears that, there's a little piece of you that dies inside of you, cringe a little bit, from corporate America to now being a small business owner. So tell me, Jason, like what, what did that look like for you? Tell me about kind of that journey from how you got started in corporate and what made you want to take that big jump into becoming a small business owner. Absolutely. So um, I graduated from college um, as an engineer and worked for a pharmaceutical company for two and a half years out of college. Hated that work, hated working in a lab. So I got into sales, which I love. Did sales for about 12 years with a variety of different companies, um, the last seven of which were with a small family-owned chemical, chemical distribution company. So we sold ingredients for cosmetics like shampoos and conditioners. Love the work, but after seven years, um, I got tired of the corporate structure. Um, I was kind of tapped out with how high I could get in the company. Um, also, my kids were getting older, and they wanted to go on vacations and wanted me to attend school functions during the middle of the day. And with my travel schedule and the my vacation time, that wasn't that possible. There was, I was missing out on a lot of things. So I always wanted to own my own business. And this opportunity came up and it gave me the great opportunity to own my own business, make my own schedule, and kind of give back to the local community with the products that we sell, but also try to hire locally and, and bring in people in the community to, to work for me. I love it. What a noble mission, too. I, lo I love So your, your burning passion to get out of corporate was really just to be able to do fun things with your family, have your own schedule, have that, that time freedom. Uh, that's incredible. And, do you, and you feel like you've been able to do some of that now. Uh, yeah, so this job has provided me the opportunity to meet lots of different people in the community, whether it's just 
residents in the community, people that um, own business in the community, um, also take vacations I never thought would be possible. Uh, my family was able to go on a 30-day road trip last July to see basically the western United States, which is a lot of fun. Um, it's a lot of time to be with your family, so be careful if you decide to do that. Um, but these are the things I would not be able to do if I still had a corporate job. Guys, imagine if you took a 30-day road trip with your family, right? Um, some of you are probably like thinking that would be the coolest thing in the world. Others other you might be thinking that that would be painful, but just the ability to take 30 days and do whatever you want, just go travel and the impact I'm sure that had on your kids. I'm sure your kids loved being out. I think they loved it, but I think they also got kind of got tired of mom and dad after a while. So be careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I hear you. I hear you. That, that is a long time. Yes. That's a long time. I think most of us have had like week long vacations and even then we're like, cool, everyone have their own space. And, and you were telling me on, on the car ride home, everyone had their headphones on. <laughs> there was not a lot of conversation the last 13 hours of the drive home. There's a lot of headphones and a lot of private time. <laughs> Yeah, what a cool gift to, to be able to, to give that to your family and the ability to do that. So, Jason, tell me about um, when, you, when you decided it was time to make that switch and you, you started taking action towards that goal of being a small business owner. Can you walk us through like what that looked like for you and maybe what steps you took to start your journey to becoming farmer's insurance agent? Ooh, okay, so the first step was just realizing that there's no time like the present. I just kind of had to do it. Um, you always think that there's going to be an ideal time to do something, and when you're making a big decision, there really isn't an ideal time. There's always something that might come up or something gets in the way. So my first advice would be if you're going to do it, just jump in head first and do it and just get it done. So the first thing I had to do was I just went out. I had to get licensed, so um, I got a study course. I studied pretty much every day for about three weeks got licensed, and then just jumped fully into the farmer's training, which was, you know, learning how the quoting system worked, learned how to market on my own, learned what systems I wanted and what systems would work best. And you always have to be able to kind of mold yourself and be able to make changes on a dime because industries always change. So what works when you first start won't work when you're two years in or three years in. And you always have to be looking for what is the best thing for my business and how can I move my business forward. That's incredible. When you decided to make that jump and you went all in, did you have any any podcast or books or coaches around you that were helping you, encourage you, and push you? Uh, I'm lucky at farmers where we have district managers and we have consultants, so we can always bounce ideas off them. But I'm, I always like to gather information. So um, I read tons of books, different podcasts. Um, if you're interested in the insurance industry, Cody Askins is a really good one. Um, and look at other industries that are similar. So roofers is a very similar industry. Real estate's a very uh, similar industry. So any time you can find similar industries, always seek out those people, see what marketing tips they do, um, see how they work their sales process, because they're all kind of similar. There's not a whole lot of divergence between sales and marketing systems from industry to industry. I love it. It reminds me of um, Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich. He has the, um, I can't remember if it was three feet or six feet, feet from gold. I think it was the three feet three from foot, the Three foot rule. That was one of my first rules when I, when I started, actually. Oh, I love it. So good. And, and the idea there, right, it, it, it's not just keep going and have persistence, which is important, but it's also to, to seek experts. So the guy that ended up finding the gold didn't just have persistence, but he also called in the engineering firm and said, hey, can you, can you see like where the gold is? So he paid for the experts and boom, he, 
he brought the money to the bank. Absolutely. That's how it works. That poor guy went home with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Cody Askins is great. I actually spoke at a conference with Cody okay. and um, know him personally, and he's, he's a great guy and does some neat things. So that's some great advice. If, if you're looking to go out into an industry, like look for the expert in the industry, and you will probably save days, weeks, months, years of pain by leveraging things that they can tell you that works and and don't work. And and even if that is a podcast, right? Like people share their best knowledge as gifts on books and podcasts all the time. Yep, absolutely. It's all free um, and you're not reinventing the wheel. Someone's already done it. They probably done it better than you. Um, so just kind of take their information and meld it into your ideas and it, it just shortens your time frame exponentially. Yeah, what a great tip. I love that. So now that you've been in here for three years? Three and a half, almost three and a half years. Three and a half years. That's great. Um, since this podcast is kind of geared a little bit on the marketing side, I'd love to hear what are some of the things that you've done just to, to fill your pipeline and keep things going over those those three and a half years? What have you seen that maybe works? And what are some of the things you've done that haven't worked? Um, the three foot rule is still a great rule. Anytime you are out in public, whether you're, you know, if you're at Starbucks or you're at a restaurant, if someone comes within your, your bubble, just start striking up a conversation and casually mention what you do. Um, you don't know who knows, who needs your services and when they need them. Um, the, I always go by, one of my mantras is the greatest sales invention and sales tool ever is the telephone. Um, Everyone that thinks I can just text or email people and business is going to come my way, it doesn't work that way. You still have to have conversations with people, um, preferably in person, but reach out on the phone. Call people. Um, always do it legally. Of course, you want to follow your do not call list and all that stuff, but um, pick up the phone and just dial people and introduce yourself and start conversations. And you'll find people that need your services or want your services, and you might be able to talk yourself talk them into looking at your service even if it's not something they want necessarily um, and just because they don't need it now doesn't mean they won't need you in three months or six months or a year so always keep that information keep those people handy so you can reach out consistently to try to bring in business i love that that is so good the three foot rule man how many times are we around people that could very well be our next opportunity that we're just so introspective and only focused on us um, that we don't have that opportunity. And I love, I love the phone rule. I mean, even today I have a whole list that I'm actually doing some cold prospecting on and I sent the email and I was like, you know what? I am going to call today and say, Hey, did you get the email I sent you yesterday? And already had great conversation with the person responded in kind, helped me update their cell phone record, send them a text. And it was just a simple phone call. Cause I think, I don't know if you find this, but people typically respond in kind um, and that doesn't mean it's gonna, you're going to be hung up on and yelled at because if you don't, if you don't get that, you're probably not pushing hard enough, right? <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen. You're going to call someone and they're going to be like, I'm not interested in hang up with you immediately or say, hey, don't call me again. Um, but for the most part, if you dial, people will – they'll be generous. They'll be like, thank you for the call. I'm not interested. And that's fine. It doesn't mean I'm never going to do business with you. It just means right now I'm in the middle of something or I don't have a need for this now. Um, but you can call that person in a year or in six months or in two years, and that person might be more um, open to looking at your idea or seeing your service. But always just keep reaching out and be yourself. Um, be happy. Be Always smile and dial. People can tell if you're unhappy or if you're smiling. 
um, and just kind of go through the process and the process works. Jason, do you have a mirror next to your phone or computer when you call to, to watch yourself smiling as you talk to people? I don't. Um, I've been doing it for a long time, so I don't need to do that. But it, that is a great tip to kind of do phone calls with the mirror just to kind of see your facial expressions um, just so you can see if you are smiling while you're dialing. I love that. And, and the concept too, Jason, that I love is if it's a not now, it still could be in the future. So don't leave that opportunity on the table. Um, I mean, another just today example I had someone say, um, hey, no, I'm not interested. So I got to say, hey, great. Would it be okay if I let you know when our next one is? And they said, sure. So sometimes you just got to ask. Absolutely. Just ask the questions and you'll be surprised by the answers. I love it. That's great. So um, tell me a little bit about maybe something you've done in marketing these last three and a half years that just fell on its face. Do you have any horror stories or nightmare stories or something that just you thought was going to work and just completely went sideways? So... Yes. In the insurance industry, a lot of times when you start an agency, they will push you to do internet leads. So internet leads are great. You know, people are searching online and they'll click a button and they'll come into your system and they want to buy insurance. Well, in my experience, that's not necessarily the case. It does work for some people. Um, but a lot of times when you're calling people, they only want the cheapest insurance or they didn't even mean to get a quote. <laughs> they thought they're going to win a prize by clicking on this button. Um, so when I first started, I think I sunk like $4,000 in internet leads and I got one customer out of it, out of six months of trying it. So that was a tragic failure on my part, but I learned from it and it's learned something I kind of don't want to do and participate in and look for other avenues to market my business. Yeah, that's great. You know, what's funny too, cause we, we have conversations all the time with, you know, all the different channels of marketing and we've seen like what we do, like we can get great qualified Facebook leads. Other people can use the same channels and get the worst leads. So, you know, then, then it becomes less about the channel and more about like the message and the tactic. But man, that sounds like a pretty painful experience, something that you probably wouldn't go back to. Uh, I would not, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that. Um, so if you could go back to yourself, let's say like even three and a half, four years ago when you were still at corporate mm -hmm. and you know what you knew now, is there any additional advice that you would give yourself when you for making that decision to be a small business owner? Um, I would probably recommend, I kind of put off the decision, I think it was about six months um, before I finally jumped in. So if the only tip I would give myself is if you have the idea and you have the opportunity to do it, just jump in and do it. Um, when I first graduated from college, I actually interviewed with two insurance companies to start off with um, to be a life insurance salesman. And I was just about to sign the dotted line and I got scared off because there was no salary. Um, owning your own business, you only get paid when you sell something. Um, and this, these two jobs are the same way. It was strictly just commission. And being 22, I kind of got freaked out. So I went and got a corporate job like I thought I was supposed to. Um, but looking back on it, I realized I should have taken that opportunity because um, who knows where I would have been now, probably a multimillionaire um, selling life insurance for those two companies. Um, but if you have the opportunity and you have the drive to do it, just, just jump in and do it. Don't wait. Um, like I said before, there's never, there's never a good time to do anything. There's always something that's going to come up. Man, that's so true. Is there anything you learned in corporate that you feel like really helped you with your small business or you could attribute to any successes you've had? Yes. So always stay structured to some degree. Um, a lot of people think that by going out on my own, I can do what I want when I want to do it. And you can to a certain extent, um, but it's still a business and the point is still to make money. So you still need to kind of structure your day and structure your schedule where you're getting work done. Um, when I first started this, I worked from home. 
um, which I actually prefer to go to the office. So when I first started, what I would do is I would actually get up every morning, get dressed like I'm going to an office. I would take my kids to school, and I would drive around for 10 minutes to drive back home so I could get the feeling of going into an office to kind of get myself mentally prepared for the day. Um, and I would structure my day with time blocking so I knew that at certain hours I was doing certain marketing activities or certain sales activities to keep myself on track. I love it. Can you explain to maybe some listeners that aren't familiar with time blocking because it's such a big concept. Can you, can you lay out what that looks like? So essence in time blocking is you're taking certain blocks of time throughout the day to do certain activities and only those activities. Um, a lot of us like to say that we can multitask. Well, I can tell you as, as a guy, guys, we cannot multitask that well. Women, as another hand, my wife can juggle four or five different things at once. Um, but I'm kind of a more of a focused person. So during certain hours, so for example, between the hours of say 10 and 1130, I'm doing all my cold outreach, all my, my cold calling. Between the hours of, say, 1 and 2, I'm doing my follow-ups on quotes that went out the day before. Between the hours of, say, 3 and 4, I'm out doing networking events. And I'm only doing those events during those specific times. That way I'm focused and I set goals during those times so that I know these are the opportunities and the things I have to hit during these hours to be successful. I love it. Thanks for sharing that tip, Jason. Well, hey, thanks so much for being on the show. Um, Just a a couple recap things that Jason taught us today is that three-foot rule. Is one of them. So if you're around within three feet of foot of a person, three feet of a person, make sure to have a conversation. You never know that could be your next big opportunity. The phone is the biggest tool, so don't don't be afraid to call people. <laughs> and then if you get a, a not not now or a no, that doesn't mean it's it's a forever no, but it could be something in the future. Absolutely. And and Jason, for someone that's that's on the fence, maybe they're in corporate right now, they have that bug. Maybe they hear your story and they're like, man, I would love to spend extra time with my family or to create my own schedule. Any final words you would give that person that's on the fence? Have a conversation with the family. You always want to get buy-in with the people that are going to be behind you the most um, and just kind of jump in. Um, Get some advice from some experts. Look at things, podcasts. Look at YouTube. has a ton of information about going out on your own. Um, And just make sure if it's something you really want to do, go ahead and do it. I love it. Thanks, Jason. Hey, if, if someone's interested in learning more about just you and what you're doing at Farmers, where's the best place they can find you online? Um, they can find me online if you search. Um, the website's kind of long with Farmers, but if you look up Farmers Insurance, Jason Allen, Colleyville, Texas, uh, I'll, I'll pop up there. Um, they can also email me at uh, jallen1 at farmersagent.com. Jason, thank you so much for being on the show. Everyone listening, I hope you got some great value. If you also know someone that maybe is in corporate, they're thinking about making the jump, or you feel like Jason's message might inspire them, please, please share this show, rate and review it, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Brad Parnell. This has been Online Marketing Simplified.